This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you. Good morning and welcome to the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Thank you for joining us today. It's our big Friday show as we're getting ready for the weekend. We're almost there. Just a few more hours and we can start celebrating the weekend. All right, we're going to... Let's hold off. Let the suspense build up. But Lisa is... (laughs) <laughs> Broadcasting from home today, I want to see how it sounds. So why don't we st- why don't we go ahead and do the segment where everybody tells us what we're working on this morning, and then we'll do uh, news last. We'll see how that how that's going to sound. Joanna, entertainment news. What do you got coming up as far as the Hollywood Report goes? Oh, Buzz, bad news for BJ at the movies. What? Tenet has been pushed back. Dang it! The release date. It's the second delay. Shoot. We were looking at August, uh, July 31st for the release. Now we're looking at August the 12th. For some reason, I thought it was coming out this weekend, yeah, and I was already was making my plans. It's like, all right, yeah, I want to <laughs> see this at a theater. I'm going to go. I'll wear a mask if I if I if that's the rule. But I want to see Tenant. And then you told me it wasn't coming out till late July. Right. And now I come in today, and you say it's going to be it's gonna in be August. August before it comes out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That is a severe blow to our BJ at the movies plan. Yep. Our Buzz and Joanna go to the movies together. Uh, tradition that really has had trouble getting off the ground. <laughs> right. Because we did it one week and then it was like, oh, theaters are all closed. <laughs> Brandon, sports headlines. What are we talking about today in sports? Hold on. Oh, I think he's fixing something with a camera. Oh, okay. Yeah, who's going to uh, control the Facebook camera? <laughs> well, he's going to have to. All right. Well, let's. How, should I try Lisa? Yeah, let's All go. All right, ahead let's and see try. how it sounds. This is Lisa's first day of broadcasting from her house. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. You're dumb. That's <laughs> nah, pretty good. I mean, I can tell you're like in a like in your breakfast nook or wherever. <laughs> breakfast nook. I am in my living room, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, we could deal with this for sure. It sounds better than when I tried to do it from my house. (laughs) You don't have an external microphone, though, do you? But it doesn't sound as good as when Steve does it from his house. Well, I think with Brandon and Steve, they have a whole setup done in their house. So I may, may, you know, move around a little bit, try different rooms out. Um, (laughs) Definitely not the basement. The basement's super echoey, so that's not going to work. I'd like Um, to hear that, actually. Go down there the next the next time we talk, okay? Let me hear what I it sounds like. Just move around with my computer around now, the house. It might sound okay, really we... cool, like with all that echo in the basement. All right, all right. Next break, do you want me to move rooms and you can try and guess which room in the house I'm in? Yeah! That sounds like Ooh. a fun little challenge. Yeah. All right. All right, all right so what I'll, do we have? I'll, I'll start doing it. What do we have coming up in news today? 
Well, Texas, we, and just the country in general, we have hit a new record. Around the country, 40,000 new COVID cases. And in Texas as well, we have hit a new high. That be the reasoning, Governor Greg Abbott says he is going to put a hold right now on continuing with the reopening phases for the country or for the state. So this is something he had always talked about not wanting to do. Uh, for now, though, he says he's not going to be uh, stopping the businesses from opening. He's going to let businesses remain open. But he says if those numbers continue to can, to go up, he is going to start uh, having to reduce and restrict things for us. But this is the first time he has now said he is putting a halt on the opening reopening phases for the state. All right. Yeah. Does it seem like, I don't know, everything's kind of herky-jerky? I wonder if that's the way it is in every state. You know, no. kind of mixed messages. You're not exactly sure who the governor's taking his cues from. Uh, like, it's hard to predict what's going to happen uh, next. But I guess it's a it's an unfolding situation, so there's that. But uh, what what is the most recent... Instruction: Are we uh, supposed to stay indoors as much as possible? Are we supposed to go yes. out? Are so we supposed I'm... to stimulate the economy? Or are we supposed to shelter? What What is the official word? It's hard to tell, isn't it? We're supposed to stimulate the economy economy while we're sheltering, basically. Okay. So right. they're saying if you can, stay at home. They're saying if you don't have a reason to be out, don't be out. But then they're also saying you need to stimulate the economy. So, and that's where a lot of this uh, mixed messaging is coming from. They're telling people, go out and support the businesses, but don't do it in person. So I think we're kind of, they're not exactly telling us shelter in place right now, but a lot of the, you know, try and order takeout, try and order your drinks to go, try and order gift cards. That kind of thought mentality is being brought back right now, but it's not an official rule just yet. But I mean, we had a report of nearly 6,000 new COVID cases. That's a new record high for the Lone Star State. And what's the messaging on the mask? I assume they want us to wear them, right? Yes. Our I think they're giving a little more leeway to the counties and the cities themselves to decide whether or not they believe masks should be man mandatory. Uh, but it's still really hard. The city in which we live, they're supposed to be mandatory. But I went to Albertsons a couple days ago and was talking to one of the workers there. And I was asking him, like, hey, so for the most part, it looks like people are wearing masks, right? And he says, yeah, he's like, but we can't you know, enforce it. So when people come in without masks, we can't say anything. And uh, he's like, it's kind of frustrating for us. He's like, because I'm wearing it to protect people. Why can't you wear it to protect me? All right. Because uh, it's against my rights. Because I woke up in America where I'm free. <laughs> I couldn't believe I talked to a local restaurant owner yesterday. And she was telling me she has never been berated, degraded, and cussed at as much as she has been America. since the since the mask order was put in. And she said she's I'm just I'm first of all I'm trying to protect my workers. We have a small restaurant. We only have like their restaurant only fits less than ten ten tables. And so they have very strict rules. You have to wear a mask unless you, when you first come in and then when you sit down at your table you can take it off. And then also no parties bigger than six because they do only have ten four tops in the entire restaurant. 
And she said, she's like, people are coming in. They're yelling at me. They're cussing at me, calling me sheeple, calling me just all these different names. And she's like, and it's, it's very she's like it's very difficult for us because we're trying to be nice we're trying to tell them look it's for our safety and for your safety but these people are just cussing them out like screw you trying to infringe on my rights and you can't force me i may have a medical condition and she's like we just gave up on being nice she's like we're just kicking them out now good But but the difference is she owns the restaurant, so she can say that, like, get the heck out. But a lot of other workers, a lot of shop owner or shop workers or restaurants, they're not, you know, locally mom and pop shops. So they don't have that ability. They don't have that luxury like this one does. But she said, and then the worst part is, too, she told me, and, and like, she was going off on a rant, which I'm like, yes, girl, continue. Let me hear it. And then she told me, she's like, and the worst part is, she's like, we're getting a lot of takeout orders, right? They want to support the business. They want to. You know, no one is tipping her on takeout orders. Oh, yeah. You should tip on takeout orders. I Maybe I wouldn't normally do that before coronavirus because, mm-hmm. look, I'm just pulling up and, and you're handing me the food. I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. see about. Uh, but these are special circumstances. So the times that I have gotten takeout, I definitely tip and I, I try and tip, you know, a little more generously than, than 15 or 20 percent. Well, you are sadly part of the minority in this. She said that... You hear that, Buzz? I've been wanting to be a minority minority for a long time. I'm glad that I finally am a minority. Uh, They said about 80% of their takeout orders are not tipping right now at all. Like, nothing. And she's like, not even just like 5%, 10%, nothing. Nothing at all. And she's like, just the effort that goes into packaging a to-go order compared to like a dine-in order is a lot more time consuming for those workers and for the waiters and staff. And she said, she's like, no, they're just not tipping. And she's like, so at the same time, I get you're trying to support and help, but at the same time, you're you're not supporting the waiters because once again, they're still making the money off the tips and they're the ones that are packaging those orders together for you. All right, keep that in mind. If you're, uh, if you're gonna go out and uh, go to a restaurant or someplace in person, uh, you know, just follow whatever rules they have in place. Take a mask because you might be asked to wear it in and then you can take it off or, you know, maybe you just have to have one and you don't. Yeah, I, I, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like uh, the federal government has kind of punted the ball to uh, the states. A lot of the yeah. governors have kind of punted the ball to the counties and cities. And then a lot of the counties and cities are kind of punting the ball to the business owners and the citizens. It's like, you know, well, do do what you think is right is what we end up with a lot of this from the sound of things. All right, Brandon, sports headlines. What do we have to preview coming up in sports today? We have a champion crowned. I think it's uh, pretty much the first one since the lockdown. Liverpool was able to wrap up the Premier League last night. And also an NBA player is calling it a career after a very long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw this. This guy's been in the league since before Jordan retired. I believe the second time. I believe no. Um, I don't think he was around for that. He was he was around when Jordan was a wizard, I believe. But he he played in four different decades, three different decades. One, no, four two, different three, decades. Four because he played some games in twenty twenty. So yeah. he played in four different decades. Yep, and he was one of the guys. I remember who was like, this could be the next Jordan. Like, you'd hear different people talk, to, talk about it. This guy was definitely one of them. But 
uh, 22 years is a long, long career mm-hmm. in the NBA, and especially long career if you're not seven foot tall. Like a lot of those, it seems like if a player plays a long time, there's a good chance that they might be a big man. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll have that coming up in sports here in just a little bit. We've got the Mo Show calendar on the way. Today is Take Your Dog to Work Day, but you know everything is in disarray. So, like Lisa, I guess you're taking yeah. your dog to work because you're. He is you're currently home. sleeping next to me. I apologize if he starts coughing or snoring yeah. at any point. Well, I apologize if I start coughing or snoring because I have very congested <laughs> uh, head going. <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Lisa is doing uh, the show from home today because she went and got a swab stuck up her nose. Was that like a COVID test, Lisa? No, no. Didn't we lose her? Uh, She's still connected. Apparently, she's just not paying attention to us. Did we lose her? Apparently realizing we're still on the air. (laughs) Lisa. Okay. Well, she's there, guys. Trust me. <laughs> uh, we probably need to talk about Disney a little bit. Uh, you, Joanna's feeling less and less sure that she's ever going to get her money back. I'm never she, getting my money back now. You had planned a Disney vacation right before all this, like right before right they shut before. down. And it wasn't just for you; it was for like your family, my whole family. Now, what are you going through? You've asked them for a refund, and I've what did they tell you? For refunds, they keep telling me, oh, just wait until we open so that we can resolve this issue with your tickets, see how you want to handle it. Mm. And they just keep pushing back their opening date. I'll bet when they uh, finally, when is the, do they have a reopen date? They don't yet? have a reopen date. Oh. When they do reopen, you're like, okay, you you reopen. Now can we talk about getting my money back? Oh, I'm sorry. Our uh, mandatory period is now over. You can't, uh, you can no longer get Don't reimbursed. Don't put that out in the universe. They're uh, changing a ride that, it, you know, I've never been inside Disneyland. Ever? I've never been into the park, no. That's not all shocking. You have a child. Yeah, she wanted to go when she was real little, but she was so little I knew that it wasn't worth the money because she wouldn't remember it. So I took her to Western Playland and told her it was (laughs) Disneyland when she was like two and a half. (laughs) What is the ride? Why is it controversial? And what are they going to do about it? Splash Mountain, which is a ride based on that movie, Song of the South. Okay, I know what the problem with Song of the South is. What was the problem with the ride? It was based on the Song of the South. It was based on that movie. Yeah, but so the, it had the characters from the movie, including like the, like the racist ones, kind of. I don't. I've never seen the one that rhymes that. with schmarshmashmi. Well, it rhymes with schmarshmashmi. No, right? <laughs> I don't care. I don't you guys, know. You guys honestly don't. I've never seen it. I when I first went to Disneyland and got on that ride, I didn't even know what it was supposed to be based on. I think it took me years before I realized, oh, it's based on this one movie that I've never seen. So are they getting rid of it or are they going to rebrand it? They're giving it a nice makeover. They're turning it instead into a uh, Princess and the Frog theme. Oh, we talked about that when you were gone, Buzz. We did talk about that. You know, Disney just keeps stabbing me in the back. They don't want to give me back my money. And then they reject my idea to turn Splash Mountain into an Emperor's New Groove ride. (laughs) They went Princess and the Frog instead. Can you hear me now? There you go. Are you you in your basement? 
No, <laughs> no, I think I just, I don't know how it just in, accidentally uh, disconnected. I don't no. know what happened. Well, stand but by. No, we're we're going to do rock what? news here in a second. We were just talking Perfect. about Disney uh, getting rid of the Splash Mountain or changing the Splash Mountain ride. To, I'm excited uh, a little bit. So nobody here knows when I say schmarsh makes me. You don't know what it's referencing? No. No. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. I'm going to put this in Skype for you then because this is in the movie. Oh yeah, song. It's in Song of the South. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen Song of the South. I, I've never seen it either. What is? What is that? If you're younger than thirty, it might have been impossible for you to see Song of the yeah. South. It kind of got nixed, and they never Phased released it from out. the Disney Vault, and it's very hard to find. And one time, I had a friend who had all the Disney movies on. To let you know how long ago this was, videotape, and I was going to Europe, and they said, "Hey, man." Can you get me some? And I thought it was some kind of contraband. I'm like, what? Is, if you're anywhere and they sell the Disney movie Song of the South, pick it up for me. Because it's the only movie I don't have in my collection. Well, they didn't have it in Europe either. So. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Let's take a look at the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. And there is a lot that is special about today. It is June 26th. It is National Take Your Dog to Work Day, if that matters. It doesn't What to Lisa, because Lisa's at home, and I guess your dog is at home, right? He's right next to so me sleeping. You may hear him every so often coughing or snorting. It may be Buzz. It really could be me. I was going to say, we've got that over here, too. Yeah, go figure. Today is Harry Potter Day. Oh, because it, uh, no. Is this his birthday today? I don't know if it's on his birthday or if it's J.K. Rowling's. I, there's probably a reason, but today is Harry Potter Day, which I feel like they don't make nearly as big a no, deal. Harry out of Potter yet. was born on July 31st, 1980. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I would have brought my wizarding robes if I had known. Nerd. Maybe it'll catch on like May the 4th being Star Wars Day. I don't know. It says here that International Harry Potter Day is on May 2nd because that was the Battle of Hogwarts. Right? It does say here that that Harry Potter Day is separate from International Harry Potter Day. Thank you. Today is National Food Truck Day. And have food trucks been doing Lisa would you say a good business or is their business down or keeping their head above water during all this I think it depends a lot of them are doing good just because normally when you go to a food truck you do get it to go um, usually there's not really a lot of seating area around food trucks so they were ready um, to they were they were all set when this started yeah and a lot of them are doing like call in order so you can call before order your food, and then you just drive up, pick it up from the food truck, and then take it home. I wonder if they're hurting, though, because like a lot of times you'll see a food truck at a bar, like in the parking lot of, of a bar or a festival or at a, you know some kind of event. I don't know yeah, how much of that that's business. probably down. Yeah. yeah, that business is down, but there are a bunch of like food truck areas that they still set up on the weekends, and there's a lot that I know that are still doing um, Dia de los Pescados on the east side. I know they do really well with their food truck on the weekends, and they have them through Uber Eats and all the different food delivery apps, too. Today is National Coconut Day. It is also Same-Sex Marriage Day. 
And some celebrities who are having birthdays include Ariana Grande, who's 27. Yeah. A couple of the stars of Parks and Recreation. Lisa, your new favorite show. Yes. Aubrey Plaza, who played April Ludgate, is 36 today. And Nick Offerman, a.k.a. Ron Swanson, a big birthday for him. Nick Offerman is 50. It's a fantastic duo on that show. I thought March 31st didn't exist. Birthday for Michael Vick, a retired NFL player and uh, retired dog fight impresario? I don't know how else to describe it. But, uh, <laughs> impresario makes it sound like the business was go. booming. Like He was the commissioner of his dog fighting, whatever he was. Michael Vick is 40 today. And the uh, retired one of the greats, uh, Derek Jeter, retired New York Yankee shortstop Derek Jeter is, yeah, is the biracial angel. Mm-hmm. He should have shot A-Rod. Actor Sean Hayes, who played Jack on Will and Grace, is 50 today. And uh, 80s rock star from the band Scandal, Patty Smythe, is 63. Chris Isaac is having a birthday. He's 64. I fall in love with you. Clash guitarist Mick Jones, birthday for him today, he's 65. Uh, I'm going to give you a name. The, the first person who can tell me who this is wins the Mosho Calendar Prize for the day. You ready? <laughs> it is a birthday for actor Getty Watanabe. Can anybody tell me who Getty Watanabe is? Getty? The creator of Getty Images, why we have to go to for our articles. No. no. Oh, damn it. Getty Watanabe is 65. Is that Lon Duck Dong? Were you uh, <laughs> were you a little unsure of the politically correct uh, if it was okay to say that? Yeah. Getty Watanabe is the actor who played Lung Duck Dong oh, in 16. Joanna, Joanna right. does get Look the. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. No more Yankee, my, my wanky. The dog need food. food. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, he was also in Gung Ho. Yeah, he was Kaz in, in my uh, favorite Gung is Ho. when he goes, oh, What's happening? What's Hot happening? <laughs> Hot stuff. That sounds like it's aged horribly. Yo, very much so. Yeah, it really is. The, the only reason it's, any, it's not as bad as Breakfast at Tiffany's is that Getty Watanabe was actually an Asian actor. So <laughs> <laughs> it had that going. And as we mentioned, you forgot one birthday. Hmm. I'm not going to say it. Um, Joanna's. <laughs> no. 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 Lisa's birthday today. Happy no. birthday, Lisa. No. no, it's all over our Facebook chat. Brandon. Oh, no. yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to I should have stopped you before you did all that because today is not my birthday. (laughs) Is it tomorrow? (laughs) It is tomorrow. (laughs) I told you guys in our chat. But we're not here tomorrow. tomorrow. (laughs) But we're not here tomorrow. So So it's all over the chat. Like, who's bringing it up? 
Well, somebody brought it up and said tomorrow is your birthday. Yeah, that's true. Tomorrow is my birthday. So thank you, Blanca, for the heads up on okay. that. Okay. Um, today is okay. take your... Thank you, Blanca. I appreciate that. <laughs> today is take your dog to work day, which is maybe... It's always the Friday following Father's Day is okay. take your dog to work day. And yesterday was... Something having to do with work day. I don't remember exactly. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right. How did it come about that relief checks were sent to, well, so many deceased people that they're saying it was almost one and a half billion dollars of that stimulus money that went to dead people. It's like the yeah. uh, plot of Tommy Boy, or no, I'm sorry, Black Sheep, when a bunch of dead people voted in the Washington elections. Was that the plot of Black Sheep? Yeah, it was. yeah. <laughs> with Chris Farley and uh, David Spade. Um, before we get into that, though, uh, NASCAR released a photo yesterday that does confirm that that the news that you heard about in Bubba Wallace's garage was clearly a noose. So there was a picture where it wasn't, you know, it was smaller, but they put out mm-hmm. a picture saying, look, we didn't just, you know, get in a tizzy over nothing. This was an actual noose, and they released a picture of it there. You could clearly see that somebody took the time to tie a rope into a noose. Now, what was going through their mind when they did it one thing the FBI says, and NASCAR agrees, is clear, is that it wasn't targeted to Bubba Wallace, who is the only full-time Af- the, the only full-time black NASCAR driver. And so they said that it was in more than one of the garages. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody just you know liked to tie ropes into nooses. It seems like a skill you'd have to learn to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The new pastime among some people on social media, some of them are pretty racist, some of them may not be, but let's just say that what they're doing is to claim that the Bubble Wallace NASCAR noose thing was some kind of conspiracy or an outright lie, like the Jesse Smollett uh, claims. Yeah, well, a lot of people it, were comparing that, weren't it, they? Yeah, there's not right. a comparison here. First of all, Bubba Wallace wasn't the guy who found it. Somebody else found it. They notified NASCAR. NASCAR notified Bubba Wallace, and as far as we know, Bubba Wallace never actually saw uh, the news. Uh, NASCAR posted the picture yesterday. Uh, it's a pull rope that was found in uh, the garage at Talladega, and it is absolutely tied into uh, a noose. Yeah. Now, what the who did it? What was going through their mind? Any kind of motivation is unknown. And they say that uh, it, that noose had been in the same garage for almost a year, so it was long before that garage had been assigned to Bubba Wallace. So it was not a target attack on him. But you know what has been a target attack on him? A lot of the comments on social media of people comparing him to Jussie Smollett and that that is an attack 
NASCAR said it conducted a thorough sweep of all garage areas at all 29 tracks where they race NASCAR. So that's uh, almost 2,000 garage stalls, and they only found 11 where the pull rope was tied in a knot. Mm. And the one in Bubba's garage was the only one tied in a noose out of almost 2,000 garage. So they NASCAR is saying they feel their reaction was justified at the time. So, once again, it doesn't look like this was targeted toward Bubba Wallace. It doesn't look like that's possible, but there was somebody who tied a rope into a noose, and it happened to be the garage that he got assigned to. Uh, TV reminders for this weekend. Got the Daytime Emmy Awards tonight. I said there wasn't a, there was not a single award ceremony that I cared about less than the People's Choice Awards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's probably Daytime Emmys, (laughs) actually. So you found one. Yeah, and it's hosted by the ladies from the talk, but this is going to be a virtual award ceremony. So, woo! Saturday on NBC, The Rock hosts the benefit concert Global Goal Unite. Our future performers are going to include Chloe X. Hallie, Usher, Jennifer Hudson, Shakira, Coldplay, Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, and many more. I like how your inflection it, went up after every single one of those because you didn't know who anybody was. Coldplay? It's, no. It's Chloe, Chloe and Hallie. Chloe and Hallie. How I'm believe my own eyes. This is Chloe X Hallie. I can't remember if it's Chloe or Hallie, but one of them is the one that was cast as the Little Mermaid. Yeah, the one that everyone thought was Halle Berry. Yes. Oh, it was Hallie. Yes, that makes sense. No, that was the only one that I really (laughs) didn't know. (laughs) I know who Shakira and Coldplay are. I just didn't know Mm -hmm. who Chloe Times Hallie was. (laughs) They're. I believe they're twin sisters. On Sunday, it's the BET Awards on CBS and BET. So keep that in mind. How did it uh, end up that so much money got sent to people who are deceased? That is the question that is being asked today. Mm-hmm. How did this Well, we kind of heard place? about this. When it happened, because people were saying they got checks, and the last time that this happened, they let them keep the money, so people thought they were going to be able to keep it, and then, no, that wasn't the case. Wait, people thought, dead people thought they were going to get to keep the money? family members, I'm guessing? The family members, yeah. So this got sent to the family, and the family members uh, were getting the checks, so... um, they thought that they would be able to keep them, I guess, which has happened in the past when the government's done this on accident. But I guess this time they're like, oh, that's a little too much money. We're going to need it back. $1.4 it looks like, is the amount that we're talking about. Which, uh, are they going to ask for it back? Who are they going to ask? They already have. Yeah, they're asking the family members or whoever received those checks to go ahead and contact them so that they can return it. But it's almost like, do you just mail it back? Or what if it was direct? Salt in the wound. Sorry your family member died. Give us back our money. (laughs) 
We didn't know, but we still need those funds. We're talking about more than one million deceased Americans who got $1.4 billion worth of stimulus checks sent to them. Here's what uh, the Congressional Watchdog Group said. It happened partially because the Treasury Bureau, which was in charge of sending out the stimulus checks, didn't have access to the Social Security Administration's death records. Okay. Uh, It says the CDC's initial COVID-19 test had accuracy and reliability issues that hurt the U.S.'s early response. So, the uh, watchdog group is the GAO, the Government Accountability Office. And this is part of a 403-page report evaluating Washington's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The conclusion? Room for improvement, guys. (laughs) (laughs) There could be some improvement, yes. You're saying, like, we could do better than we're doing now? (laughs) Uh. Yeah, you know, listen, if you get to a point in your life when you're thinking, I can't do any better than how I'm doing right now, you're probably wrong. <laughs> but uh, they're going to try and get some of this money back. And I guess if some checks come out, maybe make sure they don't go to deceased people the next time around. I've got a number here that, to call up. Oh. Like This is the number they give people to check. If you think you were supposed to have gotten a government check, but you haven't gotten one mm-hmm. yet, you call this number. Okay. And uh, it's got an automated thing. You check on your check. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to talk about uh, some of the reopening that has either been put on hold or pushed back and it's being worked different ways in different parts of the country but just to give you an idea of where we are right now yesterday there were 41,184 new cases of COVID-19 there were 649 new deaths nationwide bringing the total cases in the U.S. to just over 2.5 million with more than 126,000 deaths. Where do people, like a lot of times when I see people arguing against wearing a mask or arguing mm-hmm. against closing stuff down, I hear them say, well, it has a, a fatality rate of less than 0.1% or something, but who's good at math? If we've had 2.5 million <laughs> cases... And, but more than 126,000 deaths, it seems like just mm-hmm. from those numbers, it would be more than what they're claiming it being a fraction of a percent as far as fatality goes. Nico, do you know much about this? Yeah, I think it has to do with the, the type of strain that they're, they're... Is that just a bogus figure when people, people no, put that in their post? No, mortality, I mean, m- mortality rate is a real figure. Is it is is it under one percent? I know that yeah, it's under one percent. Most most viruses don't have, most diseases don't have a mortality rate above one percent, and usually if they do, they're very serious. Um, like I think flu only has a, a mortality rate of point zero five percent, so not even point one percent. I can hear typing, so I think Brandon's trying to do a little math. No, it's not it's me. me sending <laughs> nope, just doing clips. a blog. 
<laughs> no, my mic's not even on, so you're not going to hear anything come from in here. Do you, do you, <laughs> I wasn't typing. I will pull up a calculator, Buzz. Total cases worldwide <laughs> now, seems, st- yeah. now stand at 9.7 million. So, see, some of these numbers can be really, could be misleading. Like 2.5 million diagnosis in the United States, 9.7 million. Well, it sounds like we have, you know, the majority of the, or we have way more cases but we might be it might be that we're doing way more testing no we, we definitely have more cases than other people we, we might have yeah. more cases but that may not be an accurate reflection if anything we probably have more cases that aren't being yeah t- tested or discovered worldwide deaths from covid19 are rapidly approaching half a million so 491,856 deaths worldwide um, Lisa, do you want to talk a little bit about what uh, the protocol is in the state of Texas? Or, you know what, actually, Anything let me take goes. a look at some of the other places, and then we'll do Texas last, okay? Okay. If you had asked an epidemiologist back at the beginning of May what a worst-case mm-hmm. reopening might look like, they might, they might have described something like what our reality is. At the end of they, like, June. They look around, they're like, this, exactly. June of 2020 is worst case. But that's the sad part is it's not even worst case because it's just getting worse. This is still the first wave, not wave. even a second wave. I don't even think there's going to be two waves. I think it's just going to be a continuance of it. Because at this point, we're not so much of a wave as like just a flowing. Like It's going a little bit down, but it's not going away. Some companies have decided that it's just safer to... St- to close up, including Apple, says that it's reclosing 14 of their stores in the state of Florida. In addition to Texas eight, as well, Texas as well. 18, it's already shut down in Texas, Arizona, and the Carolinas. Disney also announced it's delaying its planned reopening. It was going to be on July 17th, but they say they're going to push that back and wait and see keep Joanna's money. Hey, so I got your numbers for you. (laughs) Yep. So if we have 2.5 million cases and 126,000 deaths, that would give us a mortality rate of 5%. Well, 5% is a lot more than under 1%, obviously. Yes. All right. The CDC said yesterday that for every reported case of COVID-19, there are 10 that we don't know about. That yeah, absolutely. Don't get reported or somebody's walking around, don't, they don't get sick enough to go get checked out. Did they jab that uh, thing way up in your nostril? Was it as bad as what you'd heard, Lisa? Yes and no. It, it was very uncomfortable. And, and he, the doctor fl- flat out showed it to me and goes, okay, this is what it looks like. And... It kind of looks almost like a like a mascara wand, but the bristles are a lot smaller because it's it's they, they have to get the sample, so they have to swirl it around kind of in there to get the sample of it. And so he goes, "This needs to go up your nose," and it's about four inches, maybe five. And so they have you lean against the wall, and he goes up my fur. He goes up like the left side of my nose. And he's going up there, and for some reason he couldn't get it to go all the way back where it's supposed to. 
And so my eyes started watering and he's like, you may sneeze, you may cough, you may, you know, he's like, just be prepared. I'm like, okay. So he couldn't get it. And he goes, I have to use your other nostril. Oh, and that was already man. after a good, like 20 seconds of him jabbing that thing up my nose. So then he had to go to the other side and I was like, okay, now I was more prepared for it. And he did it on the other side and was able to get a successful specimen. But I thought he would just stick it up there, maybe like poke it. And then come back down. But no, he has to kind of swirl it to get enough of the sample of, I don't even know, the brain matter at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. felt like, because I could feel it behind my eyeball. And you like, never thought see. four to five inches would be so long in your life, did you? I didn't. I I'm, I apologize. To Good news for Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so many of those apologies. I saw somebody had posted on Facebook. I don't remember if it was on our chat, but somewhere on social media, somebody said, mm -hmm. was tell, saying they, they had gone in for the COVID test like a month ago. And uh -huh. then they recently went in for it, and they said the second time around it wasn't so bad. They didn't stick it up there nearly as far, and they were wondering, well, have they come up with a better technique or something, mm -hmm. or maybe you just went to a less thorough yeah. <laughs> doctor? They didn't, they didn't get a good job done. Well, that's a, that's a good question, because I do know some people that when they went to the, do the test, it was a self-administer. Oh, my God. Here, just take and this, that was my take first this jabber, stick it up your own nose. Mm-hmm. And the girl who did that, she flat out told me, she's like, I don't think I did it right. Because everyone's explaining, like, how far up there they went. And she's saying, she's like, I, I did not feel it like that. And I'm like, well, then you probably got a, a, your test was incorrect. I think I'd feel a lot more comfortable having somebody trained do right. it just so I know if I get a, yeah, I don't want to get a false negative. I don't want to get a false positive either. For I, that it matter, doesn't require but, months of training to, to do that. Yeah, but what if you don't get up there far enough? There must be a reason they're going up there so high, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so here's what's going on in Texas. Go uh, Governor Greg Abbott paused additional reopening plans yesterday as cases in Texas have neared 126,000. The governor also halted elective medical procedures in four counties to free up beds. Uh, that is a blow to medical centers that only recently welcomed back their Money makers, I guess, like elective procedures are yeah, where a lot of the profit is for yeah. hospitals and medical centers. Uh, officials in hard hit areas are worried one Houston hospital complex is filled to 98% of their ICU beds. So it seems like Houston is a real hot spot in the state of right. Texas. What else do we need to know about the paused reopening in Texas? Um, that's a lot of it, but it's, it's a lot of people are just saying um, now we're being told where we are first told to go out, but social distance as much as you can. Now we're being told shelter in place again, basically. Um, they're saying if you don't need to be out, don't. But yeah, but they're not, clo bit. they're not closing any of the bars exactly. that just recently opened, right? No. And it's like, and that's hey, guys, we're calling off the... We're calling off the reopening, except we're going to let mm -hmm. everything remain open. But don't, don't go to it. Yeah, <laughs> right? like, yeah, what is that... left to re reopen? Uh, strip clubs? I heard strip clubs are open. <laughs> Somebody oh, are told they? me, okay. well, some of them. Community pools, maybe. So, so what are they pausing, really? You know, I think really? those are opened. Uh, it was, are we in, what phase, do you remember what phase we're in, Texas? Uh, honestly, it, it seems phase. like a lot. Strike force. It, it really seems to me like. The, the federal government, so the messaging out of the White House, has kind of kicked it on down the road to the governors. 
The governors, mm -hmm. in some cases, have kicked it on down to uh, your county or your city. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, the county and the city, it seems like, are just kicking it down to individuals and businesses. Just, you know, do what you think is right. Seems like what, yeah, a lot of what's taken, going on. Um, they've taken phase four off of, so there's the website, the Strike Force to Open Texas, and they took phase four off of there. So I can't even see what was in uh, Strike Force uh, to see what was in. I the think phase that's Doctor Strange 2, <laughs> Black Widow. <laughs> We've got yeah, it, a we've uh, got a quarantine today, and ooh. did we did we jump too soon on this? Did we start reopening stuff too soon? It's starting to look that way. The one the one bright side of this is that a lot of the people uh, being diagnosed with COVID nineteen are younger, so we're talking about people in their forties, thirties, and even twenties. The one bright side of that is that. They have a, they do have a better chance of beating it and uh, not dying as a result of getting the COVID nineteen. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're gonna get to uh, some calls off the neckline, but we we have a live call, and I always get to those first. And it is our friend Backstage John. Hi, Backstage John. Good morning, brother. Good to talk to you, my friend. Same here. First, yeah. before anything, I uh, hope you have a happy birthday tomorrow. Oh, thanks, John. Uh, I, I was wondering, could you do me a favor and just briefly repeat what you said about uh, passing the ball, you know, punting, starting with the federal government on down? Okay. And so then I, I'd like to address that. All right, so to me it seems like the federal government has, uh, in a lot of ways, passed this on to the states and said, do do what you think is right for your own state. They didn't come up with a national testing strategy. Right, there was not a national testing strategy. Now, there was some noise at the beginning that Trump was going to, you know, invoke his presidential power and do all this stuff. That, that didn't turn out. And in fact, as far as I know, the guy's never worn a mask. So uh, in ways big and small, I feel like, the the federal government has passed the buck on to the governors. They could have started an exchange where all the governors would have been able to buy equipment instead of having to compete with each other. Yeah. Uh, so that didn't pan out. They passed it on to the governors. Well, the governors in a lot of cases, I think, have, have passed a lot of the authority on to the city and the county and get down to a more local level. And then on that level, once it's there, I think mayors and city managers and county commissioners in a lot of cases, have just left it up to the citizens, you know, which is basically uh, do whatever you think is right, which is not a policy at all. But uh, okay. so, what is it, John? What, what? Well, you, you corrected you. You think you've uh, you took yourself out of the woods there? Oh yeah. <laughs> earlier, earlier in the show, uh, when you first opened this morning, uh, you you talked about that, and you also talked mentioned that. Uh, you were hoping to go to the movies this weekend. Well, and, I thought and, there was a movie coming out that I really wanted to see. Right. And what you said was, and I would have worn a mask if they would have asked me to. Well, if that was their policy, if it said you got to wear a mask to come in, I'd have done that. If it said you need to wear a mask. To, so what to, you're to saying watch. then, if that what, what you're saying then is if that was not their policy, you wouldn't have worn a mask. Correct. So, in other words, you were taking the word of a 
a layman, a businessman, and not of a medical person. And it's the medical people that we're supposed to be hearing from. Yeah, but businesses tell you you have to wear shoes and a shirt to come into the, to their business, too. Doesn't yeah. Well, I'm saying that they have, it doesn't have anything to do with science. It just has to do with what they want you to wear when, the, when you come but it in. Doesn't, but does that mean that if they don't have that sign about the shoes that you're going to go into a store barefoot? I'd do it more. I can tell you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I... I get what I think. I get what you're saying uh, is that I don't, I don't, I kind of judged the room. You know, it's like if it's a store where everybody's got their mask on, I'll wear the mask. If if I'm at some place and and people aren't, I probably won't. Because I'm not just doing it for symbolic reasons. I mean, I'm doing it for practical reasons. That is the problem of this whole country. That that uh, leadership did not mandate it, and they're leaving it all up to the individuals now. And the individuals are taking their cues from businessmen who are not, they're not, uh, they're not educated properly in, in what we're going through. The, the medical field is, and the mm-hmm. medical field is telling us, wear a mask, wear a mask. Nobody's saying, wear a mask if you want to, or wear a mask only if the business you're going to uh, attend uh, requires it. It should just be on, on your own self-interest and the interest of those around you to wear a mask whether it's mandated by the by the business or not and as i repeat the business is not the people that should be making that decision well let, let me say like depending on the circumstances if i went in and they they didn't have like say i went into a darkened uh, movie theater and it was more crowded than i thought was going to be safe like there wasn't six feet of distance and within that six foot radius there was an older couple, let's say, or you know, like uh, some older folks there. Then I might have made the decision to wear the mask on my own, even if it wasn't the official policy. I get what he's saying. I'm though. Not, just not, making it a habit, right? Be, huh? You're saying you just want it should be a habit for everybody to to do at this point. Yeah, I'm not single. I don't mean to single you out. I, the only reason I do is because of a statement you made earlier in the day that I'd, I'd wear one if, if they told me to, but. In other words, I wouldn't wear one if they didn't tell me to. And that's basically, now Now let's eliminate you from the formula and just put the general public in. That's what they're all doing. They're just listening to businessmen that are hungry to get their, their, their business up again and start making money for themselves and their employees. And those are not the people we should be listening to. We should be listening to the medical field the medical profession is recommending masks at all times all right. that's my point yeah thanks john for the call appreciate it all right brother all right we'll see you happy birthday all right thank you how do you there you go i went up to oklahoma a couple of weeks ago to see my folks and nobody wears masks anywhere so what, am I going to be the one guy? I think he's saying yes, absolutely. <laughs> that I should yeah. be the one guy just you, to be, isn't that? You're setting the example. Yeah. Because that, that was the whole thing. When I went to Target, I put the first time wearing my mask. I felt so weird. But then when I walked in and saw like everyone else had their mask on, it made me feel more comfortable because, okay, at least I'm not the only one. But if those people had the same feeling as you, like, well, if I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wear it because no one else is wearing it. You know, the, nobody would be wearing them. Hey, here's uh, here's Wayne from Abilene, as we uh, decided to call him. 
I don't know uh, if that's I don't know if that's stuck or not yet. But good morning, Wayne. Good morning. How you doing? Doing good. What's up? Um, just had a uh, just had a brief little statement, and you know, take on the whole wearing a mask at a uh, in a business, and if it if optional is correct or not, and etc. Honestly, the way I see things is that if the business owner makes a mask, you know, optional, not mandatory, it's that it's not. It's not the fact that it's not following protocol. It's the fact that, well, uh, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Wayne, get it together and call me back later, okay? Okay. Okay, yeah, because it, it's, I, I just want to make sure that you're, 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 you're able to make your point. So, so. Well, well all, all I was saying is that is. It's up to discretion, that's the word I was looking for, discretion of the, the people walking into the business to go in there and without a mask. It shouldn't be, you know, if, if it's... Well, if it's to the discretion of everybody, then you're then we might as well basically say, yeah, don't do anything and let's just take the lumps and get past two million Amer- dead Americans. I mean, if, if that's the thing is like, oh, we're just going to leave it up to the individual... It's game over as far as holding this thing down. It's going to spread to its maximum, and you, you might you might have a million, you might have two million dead. But I mean, that is just throwing in the flag there or throwing in the towel. Oh, what, all I was saying is like if, if if you're comfortable going into the same business that I'm going to, and you if you feel comfortable not wearing a mask, well, I mean it it shouldn't be mandatory. I mean, if you want to wear your mask, that's fine. But these people that are saying all, all businesses stay abandoned, I don't believe it. Well, like I say, if if it was just like, everybody, we're not going to require you, we're not going to say anything, we're just going to let you do what you want to do, at that point we would have to sit back and say, all right, how many deaths is it going to be until this thing either runs its course or they come up with a vaccine for it? Mm-hmm. So I... I mean, whether you know it or not, Wayne, what you're what you're saying is, I'm good with hundreds of thousands of more people dying before this thing is over. And I don't know if that is what you mean to say, but by by saying, I just let people, you know, do what they think is right, that would be the result. But didn't you just say if the majority of people weren't wearing a mask, you wouldn't wear one either? Uh, in an individual place, yeah, just kind of, you know, I, I'm not going to be the only guy in a place wearing a mask. Why not? Well, why not? Because That's at that point, then it's, it's just symbolic. I guess people mis- because at that point, no. then it's just virtue. It's not symbolism. because people misinterpret the point of wearing. Right, thanks, a mask. Wayne. I we'll see you, buddy. You're missing the point of wearing a mask. It's not to protect you from everybody else. It's to protect everybody else from you. So, in case you might have something that you don't know about, you're preventing other people from getting sick. It's not virtue signaling. It's an actual healthy thing to do. It helps. It prevents your breath from going out into the air. Look, when the first time I went here, here's to a, here's a, here's a great example. So there's a person that has contracted this uh, COVID, and this person was wearing a mask all the time, always wearing a mask at work, no matter what. Like when she was in public, always. But nobody else gave her that you know respect. They weren't wearing them around her. Coworkers weren't wearing them around her. She ended up contracting it. 
And so for her, it was very aggravating because it was, I did everything right. I used hand sanitizer. I washed my hands. I checked my temperature. I wore a mask everywhere I went and she still ended up getting it. And it was because of the fact that people around her didn't give her that respect and they didn't wear the mask around her. So that's why it's like, you, you need to wear a mask. I need to wear a mask. Nico needs to wear a mask. Everybody around you needs to, because then it protects you from each other. Perfect example is that hair salon where the two hairstylists both were symptomatic, went to work, but they wore masks and all 140 of their customers didn't get it because they wore masks, the stylists wore masks. So even though they were in close contact, working with each other, touching each other's faces because they were doing their hair, they didn't catch the virus. So that's why it's, it's imperative for everyone to wear the mask. If 95% of the population wore it, the, I believe it was yesterday, there was a study came out of university said that I think it was like 70% of the deaths could be prevented. Uh, Sid, hello. Hey, Buzz, how are to keep on you every day? Hey, um, I think we might be also missing a point on one thing, Buzz. Um, when I was talking to Ms. Joanna, I, I tried to call in one day, and I ended up being number 10 and got one of your morning show masks. Oh, cool. But the thing is, I have four different masks, and I was looking at one thing where, you know how um, you were saying you're protecting other people because you don't want your breath, you know, going out towards them if you have the virus? And the test said, take a, take a lighter and put it two to four inches away from the mask and blow through your mask. If you blow out the lighter, your breath is still getting out there. There's a lot of people that they're wearing these masks, but pretty much they're a waste of time. Well, well I mean, who said that? Wh- whose information, uh, that, that uh, match trick, who's that from? Um, I, don't, I guess I could say it. I had to go get tested last week, and it was uh, the military tester. <laughs> um, where you you know you roll up in your car, roll the window down, and uh, get the get the test. Okay, was that was that person a doctor? Uh, he was a military medic. Okay, I, I'm just saying I don't know that the, before we even say hey if you if you blow through your mask and you and you can blow out the can I I don't know if that's even true. And and like I said you know I'm not saying it is or isn't, but the thing is I would think that if you're blowing out the mask your breath is going through that because you see there's some people that have some high tech masks your mask passed you know when we tried I tried to blow the heck okay. out of it and I couldn't get the get the, well, I used the candle. Oh so we made good masks. Oh, yours is great. I mean, and, and awesome. we've, you know, my, I've had my wife wash it for me a few times. Yeah, it stands the test. That's why you guys need to start selling them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I said, the thing is, you know, I had seen it. I read it. I asked the medic when he was do, uh, doing my uh, test. And uh, he goes, well, that is a rule of thumb to go by. Now, what his qualifications are other than being a medic, I don't know. But you do see people out there with like these, and I'm not being disrespectful, these $2 masks that you can get from vendors on the side of the road or in Mexico. And it's like, are they really, you know, are they really serving the public or serving the individual that bought them? Um, hey, listen, Sid, I, uh, I appreciate you call. You can call every day if you want to, Sid. But okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I gotta, I gotta get into a break here. Thanks yeah, for yeah, calling. Yeah. All right, appreciate uh, it. I just want to say before we go to that break, I think somehow I'm being portrayed as as somebody who never wears a mask. I do. No, but what we're saying is you're contradicting yourself because you're like, well, if nobody else is doing it, why would I do it? No, that well, I stand by that. And again, you can stand by that, but, but that's we're, what we're, saying we're right. pointing <laughs> out the flaw in that logic. 
Okay. Is it lax logic? So what I would say is the first time I went with my mom to uh, Walmart, nobody, nobody in Walmart, none of the employees, none of the greeters, nobody was wearing That's a mask. That's a bad sign. Yeah, That's fine. That's a very bad sign. But... <laughs> What was I supposed to do? Be Put the only on. one wearing? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What's so bad about that? Maybe you would have started it, a trend. Then, I would have looked people, like an oddball. But well, who cares? I you care. look like an oddball anyway. <laughs> like you peacock every day. Hey, Joanna, look at my shoes. Yeah. Look at my shirt. Nobody's commented on my jacket yet. You do that anyway. So why not wear the mask? But the thing that keeps getting missed here is that the mask is not a hundred percent effective. It's not just going to completely diminish everything. The point is to slow it down, to limit it, right. you know, in some way, shape, or form. And that's what masks do, no matter what kind of mask it is. It's at least going to lower the likelihood of transmission. Yeah, it's just a barrier. And mo most of the things that they're worried about are droplets coming out of your mouth, not just air molecules, but actual little water par particles. Buzz get a lot of droplets. Yeah. Okay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we've got uh, we've got a call waiting. That always gets priority uh, when somebody calls into the show. And this morning, it's Caesar. Hi, Caesar. Morning, Mister Buzz. How you doing? Today? Doing good. What's up with you, Caesar? I'm trying to shine some light on the fact that everybody keeps discussing this uh, mask wearing issue as if it's a black and white, and they're leaving the whole gray area out of it. Um, I unfortunately am one of the high risk people that have a health condition. And my health health condition doesn't allow me to wear a mask. Now, be it that you guys have been, or not even you guys, but people in general have been arguing the fact about yes or no wearing the mask, and you know people that don't wear it are not complying and not following the rules. They tend to give ugly looks and treat us a little bit bad. I actually have to argue sometimes of three or four levels of management to even be able to get into some of these establishments without wearing a mask because my health condition doesn't allow it. Caesar, let me ask you this. Uh, I, d I don't know you, right? Yes, sir. It, is it a real condition? or is uh, Because there are a lot of people who are arguing, I have a condition. I'm not allowed. To, I, I'm not required to tell you what it is. Uh, a lot of people are I doing no that. And, I have no problem telling people what my condition is, sir. I have a heart condition. I have a pacemaker in my chest. And you're not, you're not supposed I to wear a mask? My heart produces 25% of the oxygen that it's supposed to anyway, so wearing a mask constricts my ability to breathe. Okay, well, so you may not be aware of this, but there are a lot of people who are using uh, a health condition as an excuse, meaning they don't actually have the health condition. So although you have a reason, Caesar, there are a lot of people out there who I think are making people more suspicious because they'll go in and say... <laughs> Oh, I have a I have a medical condition. I don't have to wear a mask. So, I mean, yeah. as long as you're being sincere, I think that's all we and can ask for. Like I say, when I have to argue my way of management and stuff, I actually carry a card in my wallet that you know notifies people that I wear a pacemaker, and that's usually what I have to pull out. You know, if it comes down to it, I can show the scar on my chest. But you know, <laughs> and, and, and I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I think it. a lot of the fakers are making it tough for the genuine right. article, like you, Caesar. And, and it's true because, like I say, I have to argue. And even when I do get in the store, ninety percent of the population that is wearing the, the the mask look at me like they forget that that clause is in the city code that people with my conditions don't have to comply by the mask. You know, there is a gray area that everybody has to remember is there. Okay. All right, Caesar. Thanks for reminding us of that. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Caesar. No, he is right, though. I mean, that's the thing. That's why they're saying if ninety-five percent of the 
entire like public were to wear masks, that 5% is for people like Caesar who can't wear it or someone who, you know, relies on oxygen. They can't really be wearing that mask. So there are a lot of instances like that, but you're right. There's people who are pretending saying, Oh, I have a medical condition. And there are people that are even printing up fake cards on, oh, I on saw those. social media. Oh, By the way, a lot is, has so much misspellings on it. A, like yeah. the, supposedly the card that gets you out of wearing a mask the, uh-huh. it has so many spelling errors. Well, yes. chances are if you're carrying that thing around thinking it gets you out of wearing a mask, you weren't able to pick up on the spelling errors to begin with. So, I need to let yeah. people know because some people have been wondering. But yes, Lisa is broadcasting from our dungeon, which we have. It's like at a <laughs> sub basement level, and we got some you know whips, chips, chains, dips, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, weird science. What? And a pug. That's and why pug. she sounds like she's in a dungeon. Actually, Lisa's broadcasting from her home today because she went and got corona tested yesterday. I did. I just went ahead and uh, decided to get it done just to be safe because there have been a lot of positives in the area. And um, someone that I did hang out with did test positive, uh, but we were, it was about 15 days since that exposure to the time that this person tested positive. So there was a a pretty, I'm right outside of that threshold. They say 14 days is the, uh, usually the amount of time that they say that you're, you're probably fine. But, uh, the doctor went ahead and said, yeah, no, I agree. I think we should test you just to be safe. And especially because I just wanted to be mindful and uh, polite to my coworkers. I work in a studio with Brandon and Joanna. So, you know, Joanna has a elderly Uh, grandfather that she lives with. I think you skipped somebody. Oh, Nico, I'm so sorry. No. Also, Nico, he's been really, he's been great social distancing, wearing his mask. I have my so mask I, on right now. I mean, it's not on my face, but it's around my neck. So I just want to, I'm not an anti-masker. I think to cover your chin. <laughs> Wrong, Lisa. It's to cover some of my chins. Um, no, so I just wanted to go ahead and be mindful of that. Uh, th- there is a very large spike in cases in the city in which we live right now. And so uh, I just wanted to be safe and make sure that I'm not exposing anyone that I shouldn't. All right. It's for you, Joanna. <laughs> Thanks, boo. I, mm-hmm. The okay. signal's strong. I'll say that. I still don't like it. Get back to work as soon as you can. <laughs> as soon I, I've only been told to self-quarantine until I get my results. So as soon as I get my results and if they're negative, then I can come back to work. When, are the, when are the results supposed to? Eight weeks later. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know, right? Two no, I went to, I actually. later. <laughs> there's me. I have a full studio set up in my house now. I'm like, this is where I live now. I don't go anywhere. Um, no, so uh, they said probably, I went to the same place that another um, co-worker of ours went to, and they were able to get their results in four days. However, the doctor did warn me because there's so many people trying to get tested. Uh, they, it will probably take about a week. So um, hopefully in a week I will have my results. And if they're positive, I'll see you in two weeks then. If they're positive, you'll you'll see us in two weeks. Right. Because it's from what um, someone else that uh, tested positive told me. It's from the day that you take that test that you have to quarantine for 14 days. Okay. But if it's negative, you could be back as early as Monday. I don't know. Keep making me mad, and I all. I'm not trying to make you mad. (laughs) It happens naturally. (laughs) Um, No, yeah. Hopefully, I will be back by Thursday, Thursday or Friday of next week. By the way, Iggy 
uh, who is mm-hmm. Nika. Well, he's my friend too, but Iggy's in the thing. Iggy posted on social media that a dream came true and he got to work with his favorite morning show of all time. As I'm reading it, I was like, oh, that's. N-. And then I'm reading it, and I was like, he's not talking about us. What the hell? Do you know what he was talking about? Mm, I have no idea. Oh. Oh, did he get to go work with Bobby Bones? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That guy, Bobby Bones, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was reading Iggy's post. He was like, oh, I finally had a dream come true. I got to work with my favorite radio show of all time. And I'm sitting there reading it. And a, a, about halfway through, I'm like, I, it's not. I don't think like, he's wait, talking he about us. He never came in with us. All right. So. He's supposed to be my best friend. <laughs> Iggy is? Yeah. And you don't know what he's talking wow, about? Wow, I think, hold on, hold on. Nico just said Iggy's his best friend. Look how upset Buzz got about that comment. Oh, no. See, Aww. Buzz knows I had different types of best friends. And Buzz is the best friend I have that I also work as a home health worker for. <laughs> Buzz is the best friend who pays for everything? Oh, Buzz is the mm-hmm. sugar daddy. Yeah, there but I is. also like reciprocate and then like I will pick him up off the floor if he falls. I'll take Not that one trash. time that he fell, dude. Yeah, I didn't want to do it that time. <laughs> Somebody in the uh, Facebook chat said, how bad was the test, Lisa? Um, it wasn't, it was very uncomfortable, I'll say that. It was, it was very uncomfortable. It didn't hurt. It wasn't, like, excruciating or anything, but it was just, it was, very, it was unpleasant. Okay. Uh, jabbing something, and then especially the fact that he wasn't able to get the specimen from one nostril, so he's like, I gotta do the other. I was like, oh, round two, let's go. All right, let's take a break. Oh, I, I just don't know if we're going to get That's not these. a good birthday gift, you guys. Nico, say no. he's your best friend. You are, he is my best friend. We're going out to dinner tomorrow. <laughs> you just said Iggy was your best friend. He's a different type of best friend. Oh, Iggy says... Different strokes I, I for sa- different folks. Iggy saying, I said I might be getting to do a segment with you guys soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Best that, we didn't know about that. Different best friend is in Buzz at the Bottom and no, then the relationship no. flips with Iggy. No. We did talk about poppers. <laughs> what the hell you guys are talking about? Buzz learned a lot. Uh, let's take a break. I, I'll just have to get to these neckline Happy calls pride. next week, probably. Hey, get to them today, still. Good lord. Do it next. Yeah. All right. Well, don't <laughs> don't derail me. Thing. Quit derailing my what I have planned in my mind. Go sulk in the corner. We didn't derail you. You finally got live phone calls. Something oh, that you always that's want. Right. That's right. We did yeah. get live phone calls. The live phone calls derailed me, but it's okay. Take time during the commercial break to sulk in the corner. All right. Oh, my gosh. By the way, we got our new COVID numbers for this morning. Uh, can you can you go ahead and lay them on me? I mean, just... In the city in which we live, 233 new cases today. The largest single-day jump for El Paso. Woo! Yeah, but we're not spiking. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. No. That's not, that's not a any, spike. Any fatalities reported from yesterday? Uh, one. One new fatality. Okay. Let's take a break. 877 new cases since Sunday. Yay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
All right, I'm reading through the actual uh, governor's order. It looks like bars are going to be requ- required to uh, close. You're telling yeah, me this is at noon today? Right, and it's All not right. necessarily closed down. They're not going to be allowed to take uh, customers in person. So they are saying that they can still do to-go beverages, it looks like. Yeah, I don't think a lot of bar owners hear that and go, oh, great, then that's not going to affect us at all. I mean, I think a lot of bar owners are like, well, great, we're, it's still going to kill our business. Uh, so we'll we'll get into this a little further uh, because there are some exceptions, but it does look like as far as going to a bar and sitting inside mm-hmm. at a bar. No, no can do. That, that is going away at noon today. Right. For how long is it gonna is it gonna be like that? We don't. It doesn't say anything about how long that's gonna last, does it? No. And they're saying this is directly this is directly related to the the large number of cases that we're seeing in Texas. They say, "quote All bars and similar establishments that receive more than fifty one percent of their gross receipts from sale of alcoholic beverages, they will close at twelve p.m. today. These businesses may remain open for delivery and takeout." including for alcoholic beverages that is authorized by the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission. Restaurants, now they can remain open for dining service, but now they're at a capacity of 50%. I believe it was at 75% at um, last. So it looks like they are reducing that, and that can start on June 29th. Um, This is a lot bigger in central Texas, but rafting and tubing businesses, they are also being told they must close because that's something I have heard my, my, actually, even my sister told me this weekend, she was thinking about going to, uh, to float the river. So I, have heard. What if you had your own canoe and just wanted to go out and canoe down a river? Can they stop you from doing that? (laughs) No, No, I think you can, no, no, you can do it in the Rio. You just can't float it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do do it through a business. Yeah. Exactly. So if you own a raft or a tubing business, because uh, that's what a lot of people do. So when they have these businesses, what they'll do is they have like a vehicle that will take them. Like you'll float from one part of the river down to the next, and then they'll have a like yeah. a shuttle bus that'll. We take had you back. we had a big we had a big raft trip every year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I was growing up, and they take you. And it's usually, I mean, our group was pretty big. It was like our church youth group, so it was like. 30 kids and I don't know it's fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's drafting. super fun yeah I I I like tubing whenever I go to like New Braunfels I'll go and do that but outdoor gatherings it says here of 100 or more people they also must be improved by local governments with certain exceptions and so the governor did say quote I said from the start if the positivity rate was above 10% the state would take further a- action against the spread of COVID-19 he said at this time it's clear that the rise in cases is largely driven by certain types of activities including Texans congregating in bars. The actions in this executive order, they're now essential to our mission to swiftly contain this virus and protect the public health. I'll come back uh, in just a second with some exceptions uh, because it doesn't apply to, well, it applies to bars, but there are some other uh, exemptions. Comedy clubs? I I did see them in there. But I got a few neckline calls uh, that, that are brand new today, so let's check a couple of our neckline calls. Toll-free neckline is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325, and you can leave a message for us 24 hours a day whenever the mood strikes you. 
Y'all need to watch True Romance. Just came on last night. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Gary Oldman, James Galdolfini, Brad Pitt. The list goes on and on. Fantastic movie written by Quentin Tarantino. I, I think this had That's to do a with... great movie. The, the recommendations. Yeah. What's a mm-hmm. movie that you, you always recommend to people? True Romance is, is really great. It's a very much a Tarantino movie because he wrote it. He didn't direct it, but it. I still oh, consider it's so it... so good. I consider it part the of Tarantino the Tarantino movie? filmography, right? There's a scene with Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken oh. that is one of the best written scenes ever. Is it a romance romance movie? Yeah. Okay. I would yeah, say that a, for it's sure. It's a true romance movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for it. It is absolutely great. Yeah, there's a scene from Abilene. You're talking about these movies. Oh, come on, oh, buddy. Oh, boy. Come on, buddy. Come on, Dean. Yeah, there's a Dean from Abilene. You're talking about these movies. What about, a, I don't know if you guys remember, Loaded Weapon. With uh, who was in that loaded weapon? Uh, black guy from Mel Gibson. Uh, never mind. Loaded weapon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Loaded oh, hey, weapon was hey, the Dean, parody hey, of Dean. Lethal Weapon. We're making positive steps, buddy. That was great. At least he didn't say he loathed us. Was yeah, Charlie Sheen answered. in it? Did he, did he answer the the? Did he answer that? Did you say loathe or love, Dean? Yeah, this is Dean from Abilene. And I must say, I absolutely love your program. You still go either way until he... But, but I recommend Loaded Weapon. No, it wasn't Charlie Sheen. It was his brother. It was Emilio Estevez oh, and, uh, and Sam Jackson. And was it a parody a spoof, of Lethal Weapon? Yeah, it was spoof a spoof of, of Lethal Weapon. Yeah. I, That's a national, I don't think I saw it. It's a National Lampoon movie, apparently. Okay. Jack Colt and Wes Luger. <laughs> morning, Buzz. I'm enjoying your show this morning. Uh, talking about the statues and everything, what they signify and everything. But uh, I got a very good argument point. Mm. Why isn't anybody going and turning down Malcolm X statue that's in New York? Malcolm X did, was, a, was a very hateful person. If you look at it, there's no way you can agree with me. On the other hand, Martin Luther King, very peaceful, and believed in what he, and I believe personally in what he said about equal rights, but Malcolm X used violence. Why isn't that statue being torn down? Maybe you can talk about that. Thank you. Bye. Well, Malcolm X didn't rule out violence. I mean, he definitely was more militant. Sure, especially earlier on in his, you know, his public life. I think he kind of well. I mean, I would soften. Pretty upset too, because I mean, Plymouth Rock landed on the guy. So, (laughs) Uh, truth to be told, ninety percent of everything I know about Malcolm X is from the is from the the Spike Lee movie. movie. Yeah. Um, I guess this is some whataboutism, so I'll say, as far as I know, Malcolm X never uh, advocated keeping other people as property, for one thing. So, you know, I think we we got plenty on our hands getting rid of the Confederate statues. You know, we could probably leave anybody else after the Civil War. For another time. For another time, right. But but I, I really, really strongly believe that monuments 
especially statues to Civil War heroes, and I put that right. in quotes, don't have any place on public land. I'm not saying they have to be melted down. There just needs to be another place for them. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be on, you know, as you go up the steps for your court date, right? and you're an African-American, you shouldn't have to walk by a, a scowling Jefferson Davis or a victorious-looking General Lee. That shouldn't be something you have to do. You should walk by that Iowa statue with the boobies hanging out. Like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What's up, morning show? Hey, buds. Uh, I heard you talking about how stupid people are when they try to compare the hoax perpetrated by Jesse Smollett to the nothing burger that was involving Bubba Wallace. Nothing burger. So why don't you guys apply that same line of thinking to yourself and realize how pitifully stupid you and Brandon sound when you try to compare Donald Trump and his administration to Hitler and the Third Reich. (laughs) It's just some food for thought. And I know your brains are hungry with Dunn's comments like that. Peace, bruh. <laughs> They're what? Our brains are what? Your brains hungry. are filled with hungry with dumb comments like that. Ah. Hungry with dumb comments? The interesting thing is that I've never actually compared Trump to Hitler. Like, I've never actually done that. Buzz, Buzz has. I have, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a difference between comparing two people and saying they're exactly the same thing. I mean, you could compare any yeah. two things. It might be comparing apples to oranges. I don't think it's apples to oranges. Or apples to Nazis. Some of the comparisons are that Donald Trump, you know, has picked out the other and has riled people up mm-hmm. to blame all of their problems on this other. In the case of the Nazis, it was the Jews. In the case of Donald Trump, it's mostly immigrants. Mm-hmm. Not limited to, but see, what I am doing right now is comparing Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler without saying they're exactly the same. As far as I know, Donald Trump doesn't have any plan to Sounds eliminate so Jews. stupid right now. Okay, you understand how a comparison works, right? Things can be compared favorably or negatively. And I think if you look at some key things, there are enough things about Donald Trump's rise to power that at least make it uncomfortable. It's like, wow, that really harkens back to, uh, you know, call, picking out, demonizing, you know, some segment of society, nationalism, uh, you know, the fatherland above all else. Um, I think there's enough to make a comparison without sounding stupid, which is not to say they're exactly the same thing. I mean, for instance, I don't. One way that I don't think Donald Trump compares to Adolf Hitler at all is that I believe, say what you will about Adolf Hitler, he had some core convictions. I think he really believed the stuff he was saying. I don't think Donald Trump is anywhere near as honest as. As Adolf Hitler was. So there's a comparison where it doesn't line up, you see? It doesn't mean you can't draw some comparisons. Jesus. All right. Thanks, everybody, for the calls. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Entertainment news and more about the brand new, within the past hour, uh, directives from Governor Greg Abbott. Bars are going to be closing again in a couple hours, in a few hours. So we'll have more of that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Just about an hour ago, Governor Greg Abbott uh, issued an executive order. There's a lot of whereases and wherefores and thenceforths in here, but once you get past that, I mean, the gist of it is bars are not going to be able to let people 
come in and drink in the bar anymore. Well, for the time being. I guess until... Until uh, we hear different. I don't know if they put an expiration. Like whenever there's an executive order, is there a set expiration date? Because I couldn't find one. I don't know if he really had time to do I think this is kind of like, we need to get out ahead of this thing. We need to prevent it now. And then we'll put an expiration on it later. Let's see how the numbers react. It says here, every business establishment in Texas shall operate at no more than 50%. So I know a lot of places had been going 75. That's going to go back to 50 some of the things there's no occupancy limit for, though, include religious services. So churches, congregations, houses of worship are not gonna uh, are not gonna be limited to fifty percent capacity. They're gonna probably wait till the the case numbers go down again, and that'll probably be the the soonest that you'll see it go away. I guess the main the main thing is the bars, right? Yeah. That that's one of the things that's going to take a big hit here, and uh, this is the fifty-one percent definition of a bar. So, um, there might be a way that you can still get drinks to go, but that is not what the bar owners wanted to hear. I mean, for sure. Uh, anything else here? People shall not visit bars or similar establishments that hold a permit for the Texas alcohol beverage commission oh i need to find me a speakeasy like a speakeasy yeah i need to find me an off the books bar get a secret knock uh no commercial rafting or tubing services that's something that uh, is included in here and there are a few more but here's one people over the age of 65 are strongly encouraged to stay at home as much as possible to maintain appropriate distance and uh, keep a distance from any member of the household who's been out of the rev- residence in the previous 14 days. Hey, today's your birthday, too, so you might be eligible for that. Today's not my birthday. Oh, well. Tomorrow, and I'll still be a long, long, long way. Happy birthday. From, Happy birthday. I'm not even Oh, close. that reminds me. We, before we wrap up the network, we have a gift to give you. Woo! Great. Lay it on me. Nico, come over here and grab it. All right. I don't want to lay that on him. All right. While you're doing that, let me... Come touch this tube. All right. Bring it on over. (laughs) Just touch the tip, Nico. Just touch the tip. There you go. All right, boys. Buzz, are you excited? Yeah. It looks like a poster or something. This is going to be so exciting. Hold on. This is a really good quarantine, though. Okay, Buzz is opening the tube. Oh. Oh. For a queen. Woo, boo, boo. Oh. <laughs> well, you look at that. What is it? Oh! <laughs> Show everyone in the chat. It's a sexy Farrah it? faucet. It's the famous Farrah faucet red swimsuit poster. Hold on. 
This is a really good quarantine, guys. <laughs> He's more concerned with his bit. Right? Right? He's like, focus on the song. Is it signed by Farrah Fawcett? He wishes. Yeah, she signed it last week. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> What'd you do? I think I must Uh-oh. have hit the thing. My bad. <laughs> Did I hit it too soon? Did you hit it too soon? I hit it too soon. But shot a little I think, early. Just, I think he was just a little mesmerized with the poster. But tell the story of why. I don't remember. Just that that was a very popular poster. No, like but when you I was a said kid. that you wanted to buy it when you were younger. But I was too embarrassed. But you were embarrassed. Yeah. You can thank uh, for you. Kevin Vargas for, oh, okay. for you. Would you I like think we us, have a card. Would you like us to hang it on the ceiling? Uh, like right above the futon where you do your crossword puzzle. So while you're laying on your back doing your crossword, <laughs> you're staring right at Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, could you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that possible? Yeah, I'll see why not. Sure. Or the wall, you know, it'd be good on the wall. I just want to know what's ah! next. Hey, hey Cappy. Are you going to get a Bo Derek poster and put that up right next to it? I'm trying to think. Was there any poster of a pinup girl that was more iconic from that time period than the Farrah Fawcett one? That's like one the of Fawcett them. was big. That but was the, big, but, the, but there was a Bo Derek poster. Oh, is that the I one where she's Nintendo's. running on the beach and she's yes. got the braids from from the movie Ten? That, yeah, that was a that was a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good with the Farrah. <laughs> Why were we talking? To- was this something we talked about on air? Yeah. We were so, I mean, now I'm completely I forgetting how we got on the was, topic. But yeah, but we ended up talking about the Farrah Fawcett poster. No, this was, was a very this was a very iconic poster. A lot of boys my age did have this poster, but I was too embarrassed to have a poster. What were it. you embarrassed of? That I my It's a parents, woman in a swimsuit. That wouldn't have been seen as lewd. I might. I think I probably would have gotten in trouble. I definitely would have hit it. I wouldn't have put it on my wall. Would, but would you have used it for what it was supposed to be used for? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Nico, I notice you're very active in the morning show chat on Facebook. And what is it? A lot of people are are requesting. A uh, lot of people said that they like the nerd news from last week. So the Nico news or yeah. Nico notes? Ah, uh, we need to find a better he, name for it. But does he know that you renamed it? He wasn't in that meeting. Uh, yeah, I wasn't there. What did we rename it? Nico's notes. There you go. No, I was told because Lisa wrote a song for it. What? Like for Nico notes? That's what I thought happened i thought she said what what you know with nico i don't know no we had to we had to disconnect with lisa so that we could talk to kaplowitz Kaplowitz. (laughs) you know you don't you don't have to talk to me i mean you really don't i mean you know this is it's not like it's not like I'm getting paid for this. I'm just doing this to, to you know, to have some fun. Wait, wait, what, 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 what prompts this? What brings this on? I was you, just saying- said, you just said, well, we can't talk to Lisa because we have to talk to Kaplowitz. You're making it sound like like this is your obligation, which it's not. Oh, we, so- I'm sorry. We get to talk to Kaplowitz. Better? 
We'd like to talk to Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> we are honored. No, to no, talk no, don't, to. Don't, that's don't. too far. No, okay, I, I just wanted to make no, sure listen, what you want. I don't need that kind of stroke. I just don't want you. I just don't want you to feel. <laughs> what kind of like stroke do you? Like, I know exactly. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, I don't want to enough... get back. I don't want to get back to load management. But the truth is, if you missed that whole conversation. Oh, it's right. You weren't there for that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't even want to load start management. Buzz doesn't want to go anywhere near load management. Mm, okay. I just wonder anyway. if there's enough sports actually happening, and on days when there isn't, would you just rather talk about Twister or something oh, instead? It's a, it's a classic. It's a classic movie, and it gets shown on TNT all the time. That usually TNT yeah. has Twister at least twice a week. Didn't. Van Halen do like the main song from that movie, and it was kind of like one of their last hits as a band. I seem to remember was, like Van Halen had a song, and that was kind of like the best, the last one that got broad airplay on rock radio. What was the song? Yeah, it was called. I think it was called uh, "Humans Being." Oh, did you look that up, or did you have that, that in, your, in your brain? Humans being. No, that was uh, that. That's my that's my Van Halen uh, knowledge. That's very good. Nice. I couldn't. I would not have come up with that. But mm-hmm. uh, so many people from the original Twister are gone. Bill Paxton, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Try to think who else. Jamie Gertz is still alive, isn't she? Yes, she is. I love Jamie Gertz, and she was so hot in that. Do you know who Jamie Gertz is? She got played so badly. She was the other. She was the new wife. She was the new wife. Or the uh, soon to be because they needed Helen Hunt to sign the divorce papers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a great movie. (laughs) Well, what is going on in sports, Steve? Liverpool won the Premier League. Buzz. Yeah. Do you even know what the Premier League is? Yeah. It's the best of the best. Soccer. There you go. Well, kind of the best of the best. If you live there. Because so, if you live in if you live in England, you're calling you're not calling it soccer. You're calling it football. Well, I don't live in England. That's true. <laughs> um, so call it football. So, yeah, they also call a truck a lorry, but I'm not going to start saying, "Hey, I brought my lorry today." Well, listen. Thirty years it's been since uh, Liverpool has won the Premier League, so that's a this is a very big deal, very big deal. 18 consecutive wins from October of last year through February the 29th. And they've also won every league match at home this season, a record 23. And they also set a club record 44 matches without defeat, oh, which wow. is I mean it's really remarkable when you think about just how uh, invincible Liverpool has been on the pitch. Did and, this uh, all happen were... without any fans in the stands for the past couple of months? They just came back a couple of weeks ago. The fans did. No, the the games. Oh. The games came back on... Actually, it wasn't even a couple of weeks ago. It was just on the 17th, I believe, when it That's returned. Right. And then they, they haven't had any stands. And there, a lot of the Liverpool fans were uh, um, kind of getting blasted on social media because they were congregating to celebrate in the streets. And everybody's kind of like, well, don't do that. Well, good for them. I just don't about, have a lot now, of I don't have a lot of opinions when it comes to soccer. Now here's a story I'm fascinated with because this could go to every possible sports team, including uh, UTEP. Okay, and and listen to this: 
The Giants, the San Francisco Giants, I don't know if you guys already talked about this, sent a letter to season ticket holders yesterday announcing that the games at their home ballpark, Oracle Park, will be played without fans due to the pandemic. But here's the best part. The team will allow season ticket holders to send in an image of themselves to be placed onto a cutout that will be displayed in the stands during home games. So the Giants are calling it Fan Cutout Program. And what's going to happen is fans will have the opportunity to be at the ballpark even when they're home watching the game. It sounds like a waste of cardboard to me. (laughs) Now here's what it is. The cutouts will be made of weatherproof material placed as close to the season ticket holder seats as possible, according to the Giants. For $99, the team is also giving the option for non-season ticket holders to have their cutout images displayed in the stands. So you can buy a $100 for 100 bucks. And who's going to go for that? I, I, you know what? I'm willing to bet. You're going to be surprised. And there's going to be a lot of people that will love to have a cutout of themselves uh, displayed at the ballpark, even though they'll never be seen. I mean, think about it. Outside Unless of the TV shots. You're behind you know, home plate it, or something. Or if the TV cameras decide to pan to the cutouts often during the game to appease those people that are spending the $99 on their, uh, on their cutout. What which if somebody would also hits be like, pretty a, interesting. like a rocket home run and your, your cardboard cutout sitting there just blasts the cardboard cutout right in the face? Oh, I was thinking of foul ball because think about how many foul balls go into the back or into the crowd. And there, there could be so many foul balls just drilling these cutouts uh, during the course of a regular game. It's would terrific. you be able to put a mock glove that has a little net on it on your cardboard cutout so if somehow Mm. like a foul ball or home run wherever you're sitting it it ends up in there you could keep that ball like they send it to you that now you're taking it to another level that's that's terrific i don't know if they've ever come up with cutouts that have built-in nets uh into the cutout just if the foul ball hits your cutout they send you the ball yeah that'd be cool through the mail that would that would be really cool now that's now you're talking about a great souvenir process, and I think if the Giants uh, told the fans that, they might be getting even more people uh, shelling out the ninety nine dollars just with hopes that they would get a free baseball, or that they will. When this is over, they will then mail you your cutout, and if you see your cutout dented a bunch of times, you know that uh, it was definitely a game used uh, game used cutout. All right, what else, Steve? Oh, that's I mean, come on, Buzz. That, those are my that's my those are my best stories. I had. <laughs> Vince Carter, baby. Vince, Vince Carter, Carter retired. Vince, listen, Vince Carter was one of those guys who got named as the possible heir apparent to Michael Jordan. He was one of those guys in that conversation. I don't think any mm-hmm. of those really panned out. Kobe and and LeBron and uh, are probably the closest to ever come to that. But did you see uh, Vince Carter? I saw. The the pregame before his rookie season, uh, was it Toronto that that Vince played for? Originally, yes. Yeah. That's who he drafted. Mm-hmm. Toronto was in town back when they used to put on NBA exhibition games at the Don Haskins Center. So I'd, I'd seen Vince Carter in an exhibition game at the Don Haskins Center right before his yeah. rookie season. In 22 years, especially... Uh, you know, for for a guy known for his leaping and things like that, at some point Dunks. Vince Carter had to had to work a lot more finesse into his game. 
Which brings up the next question. Is Vince Carter a Hall of Famer? Uh, 19th all-time in scoring, although he did play 22 years. He averaged 16.7 points during his career. Is Vince Carter... I wouldn't say he's... I think he's a Hall of Famer. He was on the uh, national team in the Olympics. I wouldn't say he's a lock, but I would definitely say that a case could be made. Eight-time All-Star... Two-time All-NBA player, Rookie of the Year. Revitalized um, the dunk contest back in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a good one. I don't know. That's, did they ever take we'll longevity in the league into consideration? Well, when, I mean, when at, they decide on a Kareem. Hall of Fame. Now, like, uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't just longevity, and I'm not saying that Vince Carter was just longevity, but that's true. That is true. I mean, Kareem would have been in the in the NBA Hall of Fame if he'd retired after five seasons. I mean, he would have been in there no matter what. You know, he played a lot of playoff games. Who, Uh, Vince? did, yeah. So, yeah, he came close. title, though. He came close a couple of times. He just was never quite able to get over that hump. Mm Mm-hmm. I I think he uh, could be a a credible candidate for the NBA Hall of Fame. You don't think so? I don't. I, again, it's so hard because I'm, I'm looking at like players that uh, compare the most to him from a body of work standpoint, and the guy that that has the the most uh, similar score is Allen is uh, Terry Porter, and I never. Th- I mean, and I like Terry Porter. Terry Porter's great, but he's not a Hall of Famer, right? So you can kind of put him into maybe that category. Did I tell you that I got around to watching The Last Dance, Steve? You did. Yeah. I think you, you jumped really into watch like the, the last middle. dance. You know who's hilarious? The second half of it. Gary Payton is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> his he his is. was really good. And then when they'd go to, like, somebody would talk about how good a job they did guarding Jordan, and then they would cut to present day Jordan, and he would just be like, he's laughing. <laughs> he's at just it. laughing. He's like, I, didn't, I didn't have any problems with the glove. <laughs> I didn't have any problems That was hilarious. It was really funny when he's like cracking up on his laptop watching the video. That was good. I'm with you on that. So You uh, should watch the first half. The first half was excellent. The first two or three episodes were amazing. So, you know, they're coming to Netflix the middle of next month, but you can still watch them now on the ESPN app. Yeah, check those ones out because it even goes to really early in his career. His career was almost oh. completely derailed by the foot break. I've got one other good story that's interesting. All right. Okay. UTEP announced that yeah, they will be requiring it. clear bags at games to reduce physical content uh, contact during the pandemic. Oh, they don't want to rummage so my, through your through your personal stuff, so they want you to make it right. see-through so they can see what's in your personal stuff. Exactly. So it's going to be a clear bag for personal items. I can't think of a better place to di- any game. I can't think of a single place to social that's better for social distancing than a minor home game. You're going to have a good chunk of the seating to yourself. You know how many times I've heard that joke? Do you have any idea how many times I've heard that? This, <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to say that this is the very first time you've heard that joke. <laughs> That's about the, the social, thousandth time. That social that distancing at minor home games. Yeah, yeah. Football. Maybe I should so specify original. football. There you go. That's better. The basketball so, games can get a little closer, but at most football games, everybody could be easily six feet away from the nearest person. Listen to this. Each ticketed guest is permitted to bring one large clear bag 
either a 12-inch by 6-inch by 12-inch clear bag or a 1-gallon Ziploc-style bag plus a small clutch purse. The bags cannot have patterns or oversized logos. Parents who carry diaper bags also will have to put their baby hygiene items in clear bags. And uh, guests carrying bags that do not meet the specifications will be asked to return them to their vehicles. Now, this will be for all six Utah football home games continuing through the uh, entire season, which means men's and women's basketball, volleyball, soccer, and softball. Are there even going to be college football games? As of now, there is, yeah. Do you think there will be? It's going to be difficult because, remember, it was some colleges just last week with lots of people testing positive. I know. I know. What if the college itself doesn't have students going to class on campus? Do we really need to have a football season if the school is not even having classes classes on campus? Well, UTEP has already announced that they will be returning to campus in the fall. That was announced um, about six weeks ago, six or eight weeks ago, that UTEP will be returning in the fall. I think now, all of that is still fluid. I don't think it's set in stone until we actually get there. Let know? me ask you this. Do you think in the next two months that people will just start to wear the masks more than ever? Or do you think that they'll continue to resist? Uh, resist. Then it's going to be, then it could be tough. Did you heard, had you heard the thing that Greg Abbott closed the yes. bars back down? I did, and then restaurants back to 50%. I yeah. saw that uh, earlier this morning. So Correct. so what I'm saying is, in two months' time, who knows where we're going to stand? They, you know, mm-hmm. it, it might be canceled. situation might be worse. Well, and but as far just, as do yeah. I think people are suddenly going to get on board, I don't... No, I think it'll be basically what we've had so far. Okay. The people who wear a mask and... Social distance are going to continue to do so, and the people that don't, I don't think anything's going to convince them just because, what, because the governor made a ruling? I don't think that's going to convince some of the hardcore anti-maskers. That's what I'm calling them, by the way, anti-maskers. Anti-maskers. Nice. Because it sounds like anti-vaxxers. I've got two other quick sports stories stories for you locally. Um, El Paso Locomotive FC will be in Group C for USL soccer when they return next month, which will include New Mexico United, the Colorado Springs Switchbacks, and Real uh, Monarchs, who are the defending champions out there in Salt Lake. So what's going to happen is they're going to play 16 games, Buzz, uh, 16 matches. Now, now, they've already played one against Orange County on the road, so that counts. So there's 15 left, eight at home, seven on the road. And uh, right now, of the 16, uh, 12 of them will be against uh the Real Monarchs, the, the Colorado Springs Switchbacks, and New Mexico. So, and then four other matches will be against uh, other regional opponents. Could be Phoenix, could be Vegas. They've already played one against Orange County. Now that gets ramped up again um, the second week of July. I believe it's the July 11th. And then they'll play through October. And uh, Locomotive FC um, General Manager Andrew Forrest did say that they are expecting fans. Uh, they don't know how many yet could be 25% capacity at Southwest University Park. They will require masks, but they are right now planning to play uh, here at Southwest University Park with fans in attendance. Okay. 
And then finally, the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame announced their class of 2020. That was uh, late Wednesday night. And uh, some of the names, uh, Rocky Coppinger into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. Rocky, of course, uh, pitched in the big leagues for the Baltimore Orioles and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, joined by Ernie Bautista, Monica Campos Townsend. Those are the three living athletes. Tony Grijalva and Milton Henry, a pair of former high school football coaches at Franklin in the coach administrator category. Oscar Leeser gets in. Uh, under the media slash supporter of athletics right. for the uh, 10 years he sponsored the Sun Bowl, um, plus uh, official Robert Hemphill Jr. And in the posthumous category, Gory Guerrero, who I nominated for the last five or six years, and uh, Gory, who is the patriarch of the famous Guerrero wrestling family, which, of course, featured his son Eddie, among others, will also be into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. The banquet yet to be announced, but uh, they're planning it either in the fall or the winter. But congratulations to all eight new members of the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. All right. Thank you, Steve. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday, okay? Sounds good, guys. All right. All right. We'll see you then. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Lisa, let me hear a little bit of the song you said you were going to do. Do you remember it? (laughs) Yeah. You just had kind of like the skeleton. Yeah. No, it was, it's time to learn some new things, some lyrics that Buzz will think of, and then some more that he has to think of. It's, did you know with Nico? Did you know? Those were placeholder lines. Buzz, yeah. things like that. <laughs> but you got the Did gist, you right? know? Yeah, it's like, Nico I with think we Nico. should keep the placeholder words. <laughs> yeah, just make that the yeah. theme. <laughs> just add the music behind it. Let's yeah. do it. I'm all right, down. so what have you picked out for us, uh, Nico? Uh, and I hope it's as thrilling as all that soccer news a few minutes ago from Kaplowitz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm so glad I wasn't there for that now. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to tell. Your eyes glaze over when I start talking to you most of the time, so I'm not even sure if you're. Yeah, but if attention. you hit on, it's that's not some, like I, there's something else going there with the glazing <laughs> over. Part. No, but if you hit on something I find interesting, I'll I'll perk right okay. up. Sure, okay. And well, the first story actually really applies to Buzz. Um, all right, so turns out loneliness rewires how the human brain perceives relationships. Mm. Loneliness the, does what? What? Loneliness will rewire how your brain perceives other people around you and it also, relationships to them. It also affects how you listen to other people, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Do you think I am lonely? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, buddy. You think oh. that I suffer from loneliness? <laughs> oh, oh, buddy. Yes. What are you talking about? My daughter's been with me all week long. Uh, you, 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 As she. She stays in her room. She, I mean, he doesn't even really see her that much. And then it's here twice a day. There, when she he gets hungry the di- first time, and when she gets hungry the second time, <laughs> Buzz goes for days without human contact. Sometimes, if there's like nothing else to do. All right. So a new study uh, Same. has come out uh, in the Journal of Neuroscience, and uh, they used um, MRI technology um, scans to study the brain's uh, medial prefrontal cortex. All right. So it's the part of your brain uh, that has the image of yourself and how you see yourself. So basically they saw when people thought of themselves, a part of the brain lights up. When people think of friends, family, acquaintances, another part of the brain lights up. So when you think of your friends, they're closer to you. So you would think about yourself and them at the same time, as opposed to acquaintances, which just lights up the other part of the brain 
nothing uh, to do with yourself. Right. Does that make sense so I'll far? I'll take your word for it. All right. <laughs> well, so they found that most people, if you ask them about friends, family, both parts of the brain will light up. The mm. one that thinks about themselves and the one that thinks about the friends or family. But they found that people who are lonely, people that describe themselves as not having been around people uh, in a long time, uh, that they clump all of their relationships together as separate. So even they think of family members, they think of, uh, uh, you know, um, loved ones, partners, spouses. They, they basically uh, consider them all acquaintances. This is a new feature. Like, if it's like, okay, nice try, but I'm not all that interested. All right. Well, I thought <laughs> we could all sign you up for adultfriendfinders.com. And, um, oh. I got on, uh, oh, what's the popular one where you're supposed to meet people? Tinder. Yeah. yeah but Trump adult, dating. Adult friend finder, you're guaranteed to find somebody because you pay them. Oh, no, I pay for, I'm like the one guy who paid for Tinder. <laughs> yes. It doesn't, yeah. I'm the idiot who pays for Tinder. Guess what? Still zero dates. Still zero dates? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, you want to hear about lessons from uh, the adult film industry on how we can test for, for coronavirus? Uh, yeah. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> so, it's a little pornographic, the, so you the, got my interest for the time <laughs> being anyway. So the porn industry has actually been dealing with pandemics since the 80s. Do you know what that pandemic was? Probably HIV. HIV I mean, and AIDS crisis. And it has affected... The I don't know if I should lower my voice now. Uh, yeah, so the, the adult film industry, the porn industry, uh, already knows a little thing or two about taking care of viruses. So um, they actually have a... Uh, judging from pornos, I guess their advice would be wear never condom. wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the opposite. It's like, hey, we want you to practice safe sex. So when you're having a... When you're having a... 20-man B-bang. <laughs> Nobody wear a condom, okay? Because we're the porn industry, and we really know about safe sex. Well, as long as you're getting tested, uh, targeted, treated, and you trace it. I've always heard that, and like that's one of the things I've always heard, but it's can't, you, can't you carry HIV without being symptom or without it showing up in a blood test for some period of time? I think there's an incubation period. Yeah, um, right. None of it really added up. It just sounded like some way that the porn industry is like, oh, no, we're actually cleaner than you people. Well, screening services require performers be tested every 14 days for HIV and other sexually transmitted infections. Uh, And if a worker tests positive, he's treated and his partners are traced. So we could learn a lot from that. Okay. So I should treat Lisa... Like a porn star who hasn't got her test results back yet. No, you're... Okay, actually, yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. There you go. All right, Lisa, you naughty, naughty girl. <laughs> <laughs> so disturbing. Any, you got anything quick? Well, I was just probed, so there you go. Uh, scientists have great images of sunsets on Uranus. Okay, you got me there. What do you mean? Sunsets on Uranus are beautiful. <laughs> I knew that already. What's new, though? The result is a lovely palette of colors that would be visible to those standing around. Is it from the gas that creates the colors? It, with the interaction it is. There's the some methane in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was this just a joke? Or no, is this, this is an true. Story? This is actually true. Yeah. So there's images of uh, sunsets from uh, all different planets, all the different planets on the NASA website. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right. We've got a 
Got it. We got uh, some good quality time to put the finishing touches on this week's Friday show. Backyard Bash is tomorrow. Starts at 3 o'clock on KLAQ. It's commercial-free fantasy concerts in your mind and in your backyard. So at 3 o'clock, turn up the radio, crank the queue, and you're going to hear concert. what sound like concerts complete with stage announcements and backstage interviews from some of your favorites, including Korn, Godsmack's part of it, Three Days Grace, and our headliner Metallica at 10 o'clock. And that is going to heavily feature some of their live material from February 2019, their show at the Don Haskins Center. KLEQ's Backyard Bash presented by Wind Supply El Paso. And you get all the details and find out about the prizes that we're going to be giving away for those nine hours. Uh, get all the details on the KLAQ Backyard Bash at KLAQ.com. Here's a story that uh, was developing yesterday, and we finally uh, have a, a tally. There was a deadly car wreck that happened downtown and it involved a car running from uh, or fleeing from border patrol. So throughout the morning, we were hearing, you know, hey, I hear there are multiple deaths. And then somebody's like, no, the reports are coming out. There, there was only one death. Seven wow. is what uh, yeah. the final report is there. And it looks like it was a vehicle that might have been transporting uh, undocumented uh Immigrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porter Patrol agents attempted to stop the car. It drove off and crashed into a parked trailer. It doesn't sound like there was anybody in the trailer, and three people were hospitalized in stable condition. Seven people died. There were 10 oh people God. inside. Let's see. I Was it a crew? It was uh, the make of the... Uh, the vehicle, the car, whatever it was, was torn in half and yeah, resulted I, I in seven I heard it was a pretty, gru- pretty gruesome accident. It, it says here in the story from El Paso Times, I'm reading from their story, it is not uncommon for smugglers to cram a vehicle with migrants who have just crossed the border and are being transported to a stash house or other location. So... Just going by the information in this El Paso Times story, which they got from Border Patrol and El Paso Police, that seems like what had happened. Uh, it's tragic. Yeah, man. No matter what. Um, do you guys know how weird it is to live with Buzz? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've done it. Know. No. Are you going Did around you telling know? people I'm a lonely person? I I, I'm, I may mention it every I once in a while. You do it. <laughs> That but. I tell people I'm lonely? A little bit, yeah. You don't flat out you know what? say it. You don't it, have to say it, buddy. I'm only lonely <laughs> until I'm with somebody, and then I want to be lonely again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, during like, during quarantine, you were asking people, you were at one point, I think, playing golf in the hallways of the station. Yeah. You were here until like three in the afternoon. You've become obsessed with puzzles. and I You asked me to hang out. That's the first yeah. sign of a lonely I asked man. you to hang out. Yeah, and then you're like, well, we have to work together. You're like, we have to work together. We might as well hang out. So (laughs) I asked Brandon to hang out all the time. He's no no taker there. 
he has a family. All right, so I walk into the. <laughs> that doesn't matter. I walk into yeah, the the kitchen all the time, and and I find the weirdest things. And on the mail, Buzz has this package of just spiky things, and I'm gonna put it on the camera so everybody can see. You called them something like they have they're, a name. They're called calotrops. They're they're for ninjas. They use them to like Buzz, throw on the road and then deflate tires or. Buzz, what do we say about buying ninja things? Stop it. It's awesome, and you should continue I, I to do no it. I had no idea why he needed no, these. We didn't say he that. doesn't need like 90% of the stuff that's in his house. That's when would you use Calatron? When This makes no sense. If I was being chased by somebody and I'd throw them out the window and they'd be on the road, and then I've seen plenty of movies, the car, it pops their wheels and they go all over the road. I, I was. I'm just surprised by the things I find now. Like, <laughs> I would never do this, but if you wanted to really, like, get revenge on somebody, you could put one of those right behind their, their tire when they pull out of a parking spot. I would just, like, I assume pop the hell out see. of it. Like, what would you guys think if you found ninja weapons? Us. Just like what, I have what would you possibly need that for? What, what ninja weapons do you have, Brandon? A couple, like a couple throwing stars, and I the found, last thing we need is I for Buzz to take some sedatives, oh, fall yeah. again in his kitchen, and throw, fall on top of that. Throw some caltrops on the road. Like butters in South Park when you get a throwing star to the eyeball. <laughs> woof woof, blap. <laughs> woof woof. <laughs> Remember they dressed? They had to take him to a vet and pretend he was a dog. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we have a song for you, Buzz. Okay. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I, you know, I, I hear you, but I don't really think I am. Is it do like you, the do, saying, you're alone, but you're not lonely? When we first started hanging out, you always wanted to go to the strip club. You know, you'd be like, Nika, let's go. Um, now you, you don't ever want to go. Well, they're closed. I feel like I might have... I hear they're open. Oh, okay. Somebody told me the other day. I think they're still open. They closed bars. Did they close strip clubs too? No, they were closed during the the big close. You know, like March, they definitely closed down. Yeah. Hey, Nico, is the, the comedy club open then? Okay, so somebody asked that in the chat. I... Don't know. I'm going to have to. Chingo Bling. Chingo is Bling is in town week. this weekend, and I'm going to have to check with the owner. And I don't want to say anything prematurely, um, but I think. Premature. <laughs> those are the words you two laugh at? Okay. But. <laughs> Premature. Buzz, <laughs> um, so you're going to end up falling on top of that. Right? Wouldn't you guys what be concerned? Doing? He's he's using the the throw these ninja stars or or cattle. Uh, no, I'm gonna carry him with me in my car, and in case I'm ever being chased by somebody, I'm gonna have him handy and throw him out my but window. But they're and loose. Pop- what if you just fall? Well, they fall out of your pocket, and you just leave them around the studio. He's and gonna stuff. stab himself. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna keep them uh, handy uh, to escape from uh, per- pursuers. Okay. Okay. You know what's gonna happen Monday, right? I'm going to get a phone call at about uh, 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> hey, um, I got a flat tire this morning. <laughs> would that be hilarious? <laughs> that would be funny. One of those things I bought was Dude, my tire. I didn't know it. I got in the mail a 3,000-piece Star Trek jigsaw puzzle. And I know Nico's excited about it because it was open this morning. And he'd laid out the pieces. We're going to get to it, aren't we? <laughs> oh I feel like I'm starting to turn into... <laughs> A weird version of Buzz. And you I'm, are. Yeah, that's what we're doing all weekend. It onto you. you know, it's going to take weeks, at least a full yeah, week of working on it all the time. It is going to be. Again, I am. So. 
I'm so Listen excited. Listen to what he's about talking it. about and what he's excited. It's puzzles. Woo! Hey, take like you should do like a time lapse video of that. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I shouldn't. Buzz, that's a post right there. He even has yeah. magnifying glasses now and like old man's jeweler glasses. <laughs> like a jeweler's loop. So it's like, yeah. so he can you see the really pieces see. more clearly. So when he has a puzzle, he's like, huh, that looks like Yoda's nose is missing. <laughs> that was the suckiest prank ever. This is the long con right there. Yeah, that really sucked. That was two years in the works. <laughs> Worth yeah. it. Uh, bars are going to have to close at noon today in the state of Texas, per an executive yeah. order from uh, Governor Greg Which we found Howard. out from a listener is 12 p.m., apparently. Noon is 12 p.m. Noon. Midnight is 12 a.m.? Yeah. Yes. You didn't know that? <laughs> Wait, what? I, 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 I wasn't 100% sure. I know it's... They need to make things 11.59 because you would never get confused about 11.59 a.m. or p.m. But when they do 12... I don't think most people get confused the other way either. I think a lot, I think a lot of people get confused. You could just go to the 24-hour clock, which makes more sense than what we do. Yeah, that's true. Wait, what now? If you use military time, like yeah, 2300. Instead of saying yeah. 7 p.m., yeah, it's guess what? 1900. I don't need to have to count on my fingers every time I want to figure out what time in the afternoon it is. <laughs> because I would be 12, 13, 14, 15. Oh, it's 1500, guys. I would have to count on my fingers to figure out when 3 p.m. rolled around. Pass. And I'm not going to the metric system either. Too late. There I'm is already no on the metric system for time. What are you talking about? Not for time, oh just the ma- for other stuff. <laughs> Measurements, but see that there's more centimeters than... Uh... Why didn't they have a metric system for time? Because we already have one. Seconds. Yeah, but that's on a base of 60. It needs to be on 100. If it were going to be metric, everything's tens. Oh my Why do you have to make it more difficult? Who, me? You're confusing you. yourself. I think you're confusing yourself now. You played yourself. God dang, did I? It goes face yeah, of yeah. disbelief. I'm trying to think like a millisecond is pretty. I think that's metric. I think if you call it a millisecond, that's a metric. Right. Do they have. A, is a millisecond a thing? It's a thousandth of a, of a second? second? Yeah. Yeah. They've got other stuff too. Hey, enjoy the weekend, everybody. And don't forget, we've got our backyard bash starting tomorrow at 3 o'clock. So join us for that. Have a great one. We'll talk to you Monday. Bye.